This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? at me let me just get the viagra out there we are how are we doing good evening good day good morning good afternoon good night goodbye hello wherever you are welcome along this is the preview show from leicester till i die tv ltid tv please if you are new uh do click one of those things across the bottom and if you're feeling really generous and let's face it, it is the season to be generous click all of them subscribe like notify and um Click the send me a tenor as well. It always helps. This is the preview show. There is a saying, beware the Ives of March. <laughs> See, I am, I, am, I am educated. There is also another saying, if you're from the county of Leicestershire, beware playing teams at the bottom. Is this not true, Craig? This is true indeed, mate. Always be careful. Oh, we we. I was I was talking to our guest, and we'll bring him in a second. Um, but Lester, I mean, I, I'm sort of say early six, and as long as I have known us, we've always struggled against teams that we should beat. Yeah, I remember going back probably into the eighties, 
where I think we had Bournemouth at home at least two, maybe three consecutive boxing days and lost 1-0 um, on each occasion uh, it, when Bournemouth were a team who sh we should be comfortably beating. But, uh, yeah, we, we do manage to throw all the form guides out of the window when it comes to, uh, particularly around the festive season. So it all bodes very well. It does, doesn't it? Well, the other thing that bodes very well, when you do your history... Uh, and well, say history. <laughs> when you search Wikipedia, you find out that um, we have actually played not in the past not only Rotherham United, but also Rotherham Town mm -hmm. and Rotherham County. Now, I'm just a bit worried that all three of them are going to turn up uh, <laughs> at the weekend. Yeah. Tom, good evening, sir. Welcome along. <laughs> Merry Christmas. How are you? Yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I'm in good spirits, mainly because it's Christmas, maybe not because of the game, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. Well, are you bringing all three teams along? Who the hell are Rotherham Town and Rotherham County? I presume <laughs> of yourself. I think that's way before my time. I think that's <laughs> way too early for me to say. Wait, um, do you remember them? <laughs> no, not at all. Even I don't remember them. I don't even remember when Rotherham was a county. <laughs> So. Oh, well, let's have it. Rotherham Town. Oh, my. We've last played them. We've played um, eight times. Last time was 1896. Uh, just, yeah. Just and of course, you know, you know yeah. what happens. If, you, if you're playing somebody at 1896, you know you've got a very dodgy digital watch. Hmm. <laughs> boom, boom. There we go. Tom, welcome along, sir. Uh, I was very kindly invited onto your channel last night. Um mm -hmm. Give everybody a shout out. There is a link in the description below, but give everybody a shout out to sort of uh, where, where they can find you and what you do. Yeah, so um, Matt and Mick, um, they both head up New York Talk. Uh, we've been, I've only been part of that team for a year, maybe. Um, ask, I'm, a, I'm a guest on there. I come in um, occasionally, sporadically. I'm sure you have that kind of that kind of yeah. vibe there here, Chris. Um, yeah, we we. <laughs> You know, we've we've had some good some good seasons, some poor, some bad seasons. Um, we we do all sorts from previews like yourselves to instant reactions. Um, yeah, everything Rotherham United you'll find over there. Brilliant. Go and check it out, guys. Uh, if only for for a bit of banter. And mm. uh, like I said, like I said before the show, Craig. We, we, after last season, we know what it feels like, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know, we, we, we know what it's like sort of languishing and uh, wondering where your next win's coming from. So, um, yeah. but I mean, you, you, rather have been a bit funny, aren't they? Because they've got some uh, decent results, but you've never managed to back them up. I think that's the, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes our performance is there and the results aren't. It's it's mm -hmm. it's the way it is down at the bottom. Sometimes you get the standard of refereeing and referee decisions in this championship and you just have to go with the go with the flow with it. Um by all intents and purposes we haven't been good for a majority of this season, but new manager bounce. Hopefully we hopefully we turn that around. Well, we'll be coming on to him uh in in a, in a, in a second. Uh but yeah, Craig, um as everybody that, that, that comes on this channel regularly will know, I, I write for the BBC and every Tuesday uh, under Fans Voice, um, they get fed up. I, I have more plugs than uh, B&Q, I tell you. Uh, <laughs> my point this week was, just very, very quickly before we get on to this weekend's game, but it's something that, that Rotherham may well take advantage of. We seem to get into a comfortable position in matches and then kind of just go, well, we've done our job, and and we've no, and and sit back. We've done that in the last two games. We've not killed teams off. Yeah, I think our um, our individuals. Uh, th this is where you know usually when you're just a, a team full of um, you know run of the mill players, runners, people who who are quite happy to just fit within the system. I think they would probably just see a game out a little bit more. What we've got is, particularly in our wingers, are a couple of flair players who think when, when we go a couple of goals up, they can just turn it on and play their own game as if they're in the park with their mates. Hmm. Start cutting inside and having shots from here, there and everywhere. Um, but it's not it's not just them. We, we tend to over-elaborate or... or our, we, we just lose that little bit of intensity and we could play against Birmingham on Monday night. You know, we we could have been, you know, we could have lost a couple of goals, but we could have had six in the first half. 
you know, with a little bit more mm. care and attention, picking the right pass at the right time. You know, we did for the goals, but we had so many other opportunities. But, you know, those wingers were uh, just in the mood, I think, that night. And um, so they were they were looking to get the glory themselves. And it, and it came back to, uh, to make for a fairly hair-raising last few minutes, that's for sure. And we've had that last couple of games now. We have. Maybe we will learn to to, to, to kill things off. One thing we didn't do last season, and I did just mention this to Tom before we came live. One thing that we, we let you know we left too late uh was the sacking of um Brendan Rogers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to do that every time I say his name. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, as I was saying, you know, what he's done for the club it was good, but he had he had to go. And I think uh Top, the chairman we trying to be, you know, give him sort of time, but time wasn't uh, our friend last season. I mean, we did leave it too late. Now, I'm not saying that you've left it late because we're, we're literally this this game on Saturday is the midway point of the whole season, so mm-hmm. you've got half half the season to go, and a lot can change. Look at Middlesbrough, but of the bottom three clubs, you are the last one of the three to to sort of change your manager. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know it's early days yet, but is, is it one or two games he's had for you in charge? So he, he's had two, um, but he got um, assigned the day before we played. Um, God, who was it now? West Brom, maybe? Uh, yeah, so you couldn't really see his influence in that game. So theoretically, um, two games, um, actually the one game against Plymouth mm. at the weekend, which we which we lost with a last minute um, Morgan Whitaker winner. Tough to take. Um but it's it's kind of it's still at that stage where Liam Richardson hasn't really influenced proceedings enough yeah. to kind of give him a give him a proceedings here. I think this is his, his first proper game where he's had a full week with the squad, a week and a bit almost. Players are starting to come back from injury. Um, he's starting to implement his style of play, um, which is different from Matt Taylor's, the previous managers. Um, it's um, it's different, but it's it will. Um, hopefully be productive but you know against top of the league it's, it's always a, a, especially away um and mm. with our away form it's always going to be a challenge um but it's excited to see what happens four tom, games in just over a week sorry Craig. Mm. yeah so i was i was gonna say tom so forgive me for um my ignorance but wh- where is where's liam richardson come from because uh i mean he in that picture, he looks like he won the raffle at half time to be manager so <laughs> but i'm sure he's got some some sort of background pedigree mm. Yeah, so he was Paul Cook's assistant at, I believe it was Accrington, Ipswich, Wigan, um, all of them. And he took over as Accrington boss for a while. And then he was with Paul Cook at Wigan. Cook left, I believe. And it was around the time where Wigan were kind of in a difficult situation behind the scenes. He took over as manager um, when they were bottom if not second third but in the relegation zone in in, in league one uh, they were going through a real tough time behind the scenes couldn't pay their players um all this that and the other um he got them out of the relegation zone um with um within five games i think it was um from the end of the season to to his appointment i think in five games he got them out of the relegation zone and then his next season full season with them bear in mind he's had to get rid of all his players mm. uh, to pay you know all the administration fees he won the league uh, he, he beat rotherham to the top spot ironically we, we finished second um took them to the championship was in the championship with them up until about this time last year maybe i think it, oh yeah i think it was this time last year he went on about a run of four games where they didn't get a result or lost or something like that and the chairman the new chairman that had come in had had enough and uh decided to get rid of him and bring in colo toro which clearly worked wonders for wigan <laughs> hey <laughs> we we know too well about colo toro don't we oh i know i was going to mention that <laughs> so yeah he's um he's been out of management for about a year or so i think it was 14 months or, or something um but he decided to take us back up um it's it's a tough it's a tough job. I mean, being I think when we sacked Matt Taylor, we had thirty games to go, and when he came in, we had twenty six. So mm-hmm. that gap in between was massive, and we really didn't fill it well at all. Um, it was a uh, it was our assistant manager doing a a, a a best a job as he could. We didn't get really any results in that time. A couple of draws here and there, but maybe should have been wins. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of the fan base is frustrated with the time it took to bring Richardson mm-hmm. in. But I think in mm-hmm. terms of his pedigree, he's obviously got a really good um he's got a really good pedigree. Maybe not 
quite in the championship, but he's he's definitely up there. Um, no, no, so, decent decent yeah. background and 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 pedigree for working with uh, tight budgets, but mm. getting the best out of the players he's got. So yeah. bodes well it's, for you. Yeah, it's, it's, I've got to say thank you very much to Doug for uh, the, the for the five pound there. Um, all the best for you for Christmas, Doug. Uh, for yourself, Rebecca, and of course little baby Nathan, and for Hogmanay, seeing as you're up there in Scotland, have a good Hogmanay as well. Um, don't do anything we wouldn't enjoy. Enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, what gets me here, uh, uh, Tom, is how long clubs, if, if, any, if any other business, and I think I said this last night on, on your channel, with any other business, if a manager or, or your boss that you've employed is doing things badly, you, you are watching that thing and think you're not happy with. And you have got a list, and we've said this, didn't we, Craig, with, with, with Leicester? You know, football clubs are so like businesses these days. When they sack a manager, why haven't they got somebody or mm. two or three at least in the pipeline lined up or that they've spoken to that might be interested? And like mm. you said, those four weeks, we had a couple of games, didn't we, uh, uh, Craig, where mm. uh, we had um, old Muppet Edwin uh, in charge. What was he called? I can't remember now. The, um, the assistant manager, Craig Sadler. Um, oh right, yeah, yeah. Craig Sadler was he? he was somebody Sadler. I mean, more like more like Sandler, the, uh, the comedian. <laughs> it was Adam. Yeah, Adam Sandler. That's the Sadler. That's it. Uh, I mean, that must be very frustrating, especially in fairness to QPR and Sheffield Wednesday. They've both started to turn it around. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely comes. A new manager boost is definitely sometimes what's needed in the championship. It's very much a, a psychological. Um, league as much as it is a technical league i think you can be the best technical side in the league but you look at um you know your big rivals uh ipswich down up there in second mm. look on that team on paper it's not a it's you know all credit to them it's mm. not a team that you'd expect to be up there just based on pre pre pre-season kind of on paper squad um mid-table pushing pushing playoffs potentially but i feel like they got in such a psychological minds winning mentality that it's pushed them really far and that they are potentially overachieving. We'll have to see. I, I'd, I'd love for them to stay up there as long as possible. But yeah, um, definitely a club that is benefiting from a psychological boost. So sometimes that's all it needs. Mm. Uh, Kieran McKenna is now one of the most wanted men um, in English football, simply down to the job he's done there. So I, admit, I, I was actually, when we got rid of Brendan Rodgers and we didn't keep Dean Smith, going into the season it was obviously we're going to get somebody else Kim McKenna was one of the two managers that I wanted to come yeah. into Leicester um, yeah. Enzo was never on the uh, uh, was never on my radar but <laughs> shows yeah. I don't think he was on many people's radar was he Craig very left field yeah very much and you know the thing is you know we may have wanted him last season but he wouldn't come you know mm. uh, because I think we we'd identified him by all accounts um, but he was in the middle of uh, what turned out to be a, a you know a reasonably successful season for Man City, <laughs> and uh, he probably didn't want to minor point away at the time, really, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we were left with somebody who was prepared to fill a gap, you yeah. know. Um, so you never really know what's going on behind the scenes, and it would yeah. be folly for them to not have identified, you know, who they would like. But yeah, I mean, Kieran McKenna was was right up there on there. Uh, yeah. In on fairness, the list of though, most we didn't people, take that long, did we, to 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 get Enzo in? You know, he, he no, and, and again, th that that makes me think that we'd identified him before that, mm. uh, and we'd sort of reached out and and had some conversations uh, because I mean he said that he had other offers, but ours was the project that uh, that excited him the most. So mm. I'm sure the conversations were going on. You know, way way before his appointment. To say it, and I've and I've just been sort of putting together, as we know, we talked about a year, you know, a show looking yeah. back at the last year. And when you look at the mess that the club was kind of in at this time last season, because we, you know, we hadn't spent at all. Well, this time mm. last season, we were still doing the World Cup, I think, weren't we? But yeah, prior to that, you know, we hadn't spent in the summer. Uh, it was all a mess, you know, and and tops basically. Uh, zero to hero because he's got it spot on. Got the manager in, identified as you say, probably talking to him. Made that decision early. Got him in. Did the business early. Two players we knew were leaving. We didn't hang about. We said no. All right, you you give us this much is yours. 
probably could have got more if we'd held on mm -hmm. to, to, to Madison and Barnes, but they went out and that gave us the time to get players in again very early and get them acclimatised to the club. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say, they, they came in for a lot of stick uh, and rightly so in, in a lot of areas, The um, you know, the board, but it looked like they went back to their roots of identifying a, a um, yeah. an up-and-coming manager, someone who had something to prove. And then, yeah. you know, the second part of that, one is the appointment and the second part is the trust of letting him get on with it, you yeah. know, and, and backing what he wants to do and giving him the control. So, uh, so far, so good. It's going well for us, you know. Yeah. And I think the thing it did as well was that, Six days before he signed for us, literally six days before he put pen to paper for us, he was obviously, you know, being photographed holding the Champions League trophy yeah. aloft. And then to go from that and six days later, oh, this is our new manager. It suddenly gave the club, and like, like Liam said, uh, Liam, sorry, Tom said earlier, um, you know, it is that, that new manager bounce. Because it gave us that feel-good factor, didn't it? Yeah, and I think, you know, you, and you saw very early on, um, I went to the the only pre-season friendly that was sort of nearby or that was available to go to, which was the uh, Northampton one. Yeah. And um, it was quite clear there what he was trying to do. There were some players in some dodgy positions, but mm. it was clearly a possession-based uh, system. And the fact that he's managed to get the players on board playing it so quickly, you know, is, uh, is, is proven in the points tally at the moment. It has. And despite what Boris said, who no longer is in the group because he, he annoyed me. But uh, yes, it may be boring, but who cares when, you, when you're in the position we're in? Tom, I was going to ask you this. I'm going to say, what was the problem with uh, Matt Taylor? And then you look at that, and I guess it kind of answers itself, doesn't it? <coughs> what the best... Um, uh, season form I've put up, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, our, our away form is awful, absolutely awful, which is obviously going to please please Leicester fans out there. Um, we haven't won in away for over a year. Um, simply just, I don't know what it is. We've over on our over on the on the our Rotherham podcast, we've we spoke to, to Helen back about it, but nobody knows. We cannot come up with a solution as to why we are so poor away. Mm. Um, and then we're in, when we're at home, the performances are there. We've gotten really good points this season against Leeds. Was, um, I, I, I mean, I know we lost against you guys. I thought our performance was really good. But again, these results aren't coming with the performances at home. And then especially when your performances are as dreadful as ours away and you can't see points being picked up away, those points at home are vital. And um, yeah, it's it's it, it was it was a time for a change. I don't think we had much of a play style that we were kind of, we didn't have a plan A, B or C. <laughs> Uh, and I think fans were kind of fed up of that. I think fans were fed up of kind of the uh, the the games going the way that they are and no change happening. You know, you come back to the uh, the definition of uh, an idiot is someone that does something again and again and again and expects something to change. Mm. Not calling Matt Taylor an idiot, but he, he verged on it uh, simply down to just doing the same things again and again and again um, with no real outcome. Um, Does that remind you of anybody, Craig? Potentially. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm just thinking of a, of a previous incumbent of the money at our place, you know. Yeah, everyone has it. Yes, yes, no, definitely, definitely. But yeah, it. I mean, am I right? Is it Was it August 22, your last away win or something like that, was I told yesterday? It was, it was November 22, I think. I think oh, we played oh, sorry, I'm making it worse for you. <laughs> it, was, it was Chef United away, um, mm. which was a huge, huge day for the club. Um, obviously beating a, a a team of Sheffield United's calibre at Bramall Lane, yeah. um, big rival, big derby as well. Um, and yeah, stuck with us ever since because that was the last away win. I think we had two last season. Once at one against them, one against uh, Stoke. So yeah, it was a it was it's not a very um it's not a very pretty sight when you look at our away records under I Matt suppose, Taylor. I suppose if I say to you your hopes for the season, um. Mm. And I, I'm trying. I'm not being, uh, you know, patronising anyone. But I guess it is just staying up, staying up. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would have taken that before the season as well. I don't think that's a goal that's changed or a a mentality that's changed. But I think we had a lot more hope 
going into the season than we do now. I yeah, think for a lot of fans now, it's let's not <laughs> let's not let's let's get one more win before the season's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's gotten to that stage, but um, you know, it's a new, a new manager can revive a lot of things. I mean, yeah. I was going to ask you guys this. Um, uh, Liam Richardson's come in as our head coach now. Seems like we're having a bit of a restructuring. I didn't know if Enzo is 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 he a head coach or is he a manager? I don't know what the difference is, but it seems like a lot of lot of teams now are opting for a head coach. I will pass you over to my wise old owl who knows everything. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. I always presume he's whoever it is. I just call them yeah. a manager. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we we were surprised as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a weird, weird turn of events, but it seems to be that we're we're having a bit more of a restructure now, which the fans are liking. Still in the dark about it all. Not sure what's happening, but um. Yeah, it seems to be more football football focused, which is always nice. Mm -hmm. um, Craig, would, you, would you say he's a manager or would you say he's a head coach? I, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I thought he was brought in as manager and I think he's got a lot more control than just a coach. And I know sometimes people prefer one title over another, but I think he is implementing his... Um, thoughts and his football style throughout the club, not just at um not just at first team level. I think he's worked very closely. Um not only through the men's side, I think he's worked very closely with Willie Kirk, yeah. the um uh, the the women's manager yeah. as well, to try and have the players at all age levels playing this this style of football so that they can come through the system. Mm. Uh, and and fit seamlessly, so I think he's he's got a broad um, yeah. portfolio of. I have uh, just uh, asked my stuff. very 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 good friend, Mister Google. Yeah, <laughs> I've gone on to uh, lcfc.com. His actual title is first team manager. Manager, right, okay. uh, there we go. Yeah. But I mean, Craig, that's that's, that's I, mean, I mean, it's a strange thing to find in football, <laughs> but. That that is common sense, isn't it? You know, having your the players that you're hoping to break into the first team play in the same style that the first team is playing. Yeah, it seems obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. Um <laughs> but I don't I think the problem is sometimes there's not the longevity of a manager to implement that style, you know. Mm. You know, I think they do it more on the continent where you see a lot more internal appointments. Particularly in the German clubs, they'll they'll have the next one lined up. It'll be whoever was running the the under twenty ones. The bigger clubs will will obviously you know look broader, further afield. But I think it's more accepted on it, on the continent that there is a um, a structure to the club and the way that the club plays, an identity to the club. Whereas over here, I think we've been slow to catch up on that and the identity and playing style is of the manager not of the club which doesn't make any sense you know because you know if you're appointing one manager and, and like well it's going to be interesting to see how Forest react yeah you know they're, they're bringing in another manager now who's going to want to play football a different way so rather than say right this is our club this is the way we play we're bringing a manager who can implement that and continue it you know, with some tweaks and try and find something slightly different to get some better results, you bring in managers that are going to change it. Now, that can't filter down to the lower age groups if you're if, if that's the way that you want to and do you it. Don't, you don't always need to make a lot of changes, hashtag Ranieri. Sometimes it is just <laughs> tweaks that, that are needed. But I'm just looking on here. Enzo Moresco is our first team manager. Willie Caballero is our first team assistant manager. We is then it? have a we then have a first team coach. Um, we then have a first team goalkeeper coach. We then have a head of fitness and conditioning. Uh, we then have a first team fitness coach. Uh, we then got a first team analysis uh, an, an, an analyst. Uh, it's not easy for me to say. And if you fancy it, Craig, we've actually got three first team masseurs. Oh, okay. <laughs> There you go. Uh, interesting. I don't know whether he's moved out yet or not, but uh, Enzo was actually living at the training ground, wasn't he? Although, having said that, it's like a five-star hotel, swimming pool, <laughs> a five-star restaurant, gym, uh, and what have you. But, no, this is it. It's the halfway point. We've yet to play Ipswich the first time, but everybody's playing each other for the second time this weekend. You touched on it earlier, Tom. First game at your place. 
two one we won. Mm. You like quite rightly, I think you know you, you gave us a bit of a game. I think we we maybe got a little bit lucky in that game. Um, mm. McAteer scoring twice. Um, your memories of that game? Yeah, I I think I think us troubling you is a bit of a far fetched. <laughs> Maybe not too far fetched, but I trying think to be kind here, trying to be kind. Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah I think I think any I think a point or three points would have been. I think I think a point may have been deserved. I, I was very disappointed when that second McAteer goal went in, but in hindsight, it was a it was a good game for us. I think we we defended really resiliently, but in regards to going forward, I can't remember we made too many um, too many opportunities for ourselves. It was a uh, it was a great ball in and great header back post from Onyedima. Um, but yeah, two two really sloppy goals from our point of view um, in terms of defending McAteer. But he's obviously a fantastic player. Who <laughs> is he injured? Because he doesn't seem to get into your squad now. Let alone your. Is that down to an injury? He, he was injured. He was injured. Then came back, and then he did. Uh, I think he did. He's got a, th- a thigh issue at the moment. Okay, um, he, he pulled up during a game, so uh, so he's yeah. coming back from injury. Okay, yeah, because. When I checked your squad recently and he wasn't in the entire squad, I thought, my God, the the calibre that you guys have in not only the first eleven but the bench is, is absurd. Yeah. He'd walk he'd walk into many teams in the championship. Uh, yeah. so it's good to hear that he's well, not good to hear, but you know, it makes me more relieved that he's injured rather than just being dropped. Um yeah. He, Two he, goalkeepers he, on the bench, Craig. Yeah, we have had we have had yeah. in the last couple of games we put the yeah. Oh really? Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that at all. There must be. I know we've, we've got a few injuries at the moment. Although we've gone from apparently having uh, only having Doyle injured to there's about six injuries now. I don't know what's happened, but mm. you know your your memories of that game, Craig. Well, I um I reminded myself. I watched the highlights again, um, which were pretty brief, um, <laughs> yeah. early today. But I mean, you did have a goal disallowed. You know, um, yeah, which was quite. I did. Controversial at the time, but I think I could see why, you know, mm, it, it was yeah. disallowed. Um, the goal that you scored was virtually identical to the one Millwall scored against us. Um, mm. You know, a crossing from the right and a, and a, an attacker getting a run across a defender and flicking it in the in the other corner. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's something that we clearly haven't learned from. Um, so I would imagine balls into the box is going to be a tactic um, mm. because we, we've not been great at uh, defending. You know, we can be, but then we, we've scored, we've let in too many headers. Um, mm. And maybe when we're just switching off and we're letting runners come across us. Um, but from that game, it was two decent goals, you know. And, mm. and you know, similar, again, to similar to, to goals we've scored recently as well with, with Mavadidi creating a little bit of space and, and digging out across, whether it's Mavadidi, whether it's Indeedy, whether it's uh, Dewsbury Hall, we seem to get into those positions just, <laughs> I know, I'm just oh, throwing right. those names. I know. But we seem to get into those sort of 10, 12 yards out at the side. Uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mutt Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In the box and, and, and have, be able to dig out, um, dig out crosses and get on the end of them. So... Um, those little channels are proving quite um, quite prolific for us at the moment, and mm-hmm. and and you may think it's great that McAteer's playing, but if uh, if his replacement Fatawa is on form, then you'll wish that McAteer was playing. Yeah, yeah. He, well, I watched the uh, play Birmingham the other night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looked he looked scary. <laughs> he looked dangerous. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he's very he's very good at uh, uh, winding up opposition fans as well, Fatua. I think he's trying <laughs> to take on the Jamie Vardy mantle there. Well, I think uh, Ma- Mavididi was even worse, wasn't he? Mavididi was the one who decided the, uh, to go. Uh, Mavididi, sorry, yeah. yeah. But what, what I want to say is, I mean, when Craig was mentioning the names there, when you were rolling your eyes, I mean, at the start of the season, if we said Fatua to you, you'd have probably gone who? Same with Mavididi. I mean. We, we sold our two best players, and like I said, we probably didn't get top notch. Well, we did 40 million each, is not bad for a relegated side, in fairness. But we could have possibly held out for more, but we wanted them no disrespect to them. We wanted them gone, we knew they were going, let them mm. go so we can get the money in and build and, and get the new players in ASAP. Mm. Okay, we got we got Winks and we got Cody in, who were sort of the two names, if you like, that, that everybody sort of knew. Um, mm. And I remember being at a barbecue and the phone going off and I'm turned to me mate my brother in law who's a Man United fan saying, We've just signed Harry Winks and Connor Cody. And he's like, F off, mate. No, you haven't. I'm like, Yeah, well, look, we have. Um, but these other names that everybody is now raving about, you know, who the hell was Mavadidi? You know, mm-hmm. who the hell is Fatua? You know, I, I was speaking to, I mean, Craig, you'll probably remember uh, the, the 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 lady from the Man United fan. And you might remember, I've forgotten her name. I do apologise. <laughs> Maisie. I'm sorry, yeah. Maisie, if you're watching. Uh, and she's a Sporting Lisbon fan. And after I messaged her and said, is he any good? And mm. she was coming back with all these glowing references. Uh, mm. But before the season started, I mean, who the hell was Eunice? You know, who the hell had, mm. had heard of him? And he's not been a bad player for us either. You know. No, uh, I mean, I think we, we were talking about the wingers last week and the fact that we've... We we bought uh, Mavadidi. I think he cost us seven and a half million, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. which isn't bad in today's market for for the, the yeah. potential that he seems to have. I'm already think thinking. Sorry, Craig. I'm already thinking eighty million to Chelsea next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we've got uh, a, a commitment to buy. I think Fatawu. If we go up, we've got. If we go up, you know that 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 deal's already yeah. in place, uh, and you know. I'm not sure how old Mavadidi is. I think he's very early 20s. Yeah. Um, who's only 19. So you've got, you know, you've got potential from the, both of those. At the level that they're at at the minute, you would think if they keep their mind and their head in the right place and they've got the manager to do that, I think, then uh, then it's only onwards and upwards see, for them. Did you see Mavadidi's comments, uh, I think, yesterday or today? You know, he's absolutely loving his football. Yeah. You know, he's come out and said he didn't know that there were different ways to play football. Yeah. He's, he's learning so much. Would we have got those sort of plays, do you think, if it wasn't Enzo, if we'd had Jesse Marsh in as manager? <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? He was a serious contender. He was. I, I'm going to say probably not. I think no. I think a lot of people are buying into what Maresca's done, the fact that he's got that pedigree. Uh, even though, you know, people forget he was only with Man City for a season. Um, but I think he was a, a he was a good player, a, a technical player at the time. Yes. And he's got a clear way that he wants to play, and people buy into that. But I think they're buying into him as well. I don't yeah. think anybody's got a bad word to say about him as a man, uh, no. and the way that he looks after these young players and tries to steer them right. He it was, was interesting West from Brom, think, wasn't he? Sorry. Well, he was at West Brom, wasn't he? He was a player at West Brom, yeah. And I think so he, he was interesting. He to West Brom because he wanted to learn about English football, and they were yeah. Championship at the time. And yeah, gone yeah. He thought it was club. a good move yeah. for him, and then he went to yeah. Juventus. But yeah. it was interesting um, from the the Birmingham game uh, and Mavadidi's actions, shall we say, after he'd scored and he went and sat on the wall in front of the fans. Uh, and I know Rooney was asked about it after the game. And he was like, I've got no problem with it. You know, he said in a couple of weeks, it might be one of our players doing that. You know, it's an emotional game. I haven't got a problem. You know, people celebrate. So no worries with that. And it was actually Maresca. It was his own manager who called him out on it Mm. and said he's got to learn. I don't like that behaviour. He's got to learn um, how to behave on the football pitch. Uh, And he did actually sub him. To stop him, yes, he did. I think it's a bit yeah. maybe if he done like, like Snooky, you know, where you got to keep one foot on the floor. Maybe if he yeah. get one foot on one side of the advertising, yeah, maybe it would have been all right. Yeah. Uh, Tom, look, I don't want to scare you too much, but you know, they, t- they say the table doesn't lie. 
um, uh, QPR and Sheffield Wednesday there. You, you're not you're not sort of out of it at all, are you? No. Well, no. No. I it's, really uh, I put the points off there, and I do apologise. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes it look a lot worse than it is. No, um, yeah, I, I read the other day there's something like nine points separating Huddersfield and whoever's in sixth. Is it West Brom or someone? So yeah. it's, it's it's a tight league. You get, I mean, Sheffield Wednesday were dead and buried three yeah. games ago or five games ago, and two wins in those five games, and they're back up ahead of us and um, looking like looking like coming out of the relegation zone, so, uh, much to our dismay. But that's another topic. Um, it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's a league where you get a run of six games and you win two or three out of those six and draw the rest. You're up there like mid table ish. Um, if you're coming from a Stoke or Millwall perspective, I, I'm sorry, I'm seeing that I can't be with Millwall all that far down. Um, Millwall, Millwall are on 22 points. I mean, the thing I'd say here is that I've noticed for yourself Huddersfield, Millwall, Stoke are all dropping like a stone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, QPR and Sheffield Wednesday have turned it around. I mean, yeah, I look at QPR, three, three wins and a draw in the last four. Mm. Uh, I look at Sheffield Wednesday, three wins and a draw in the last four. Yeah, uh, I look at Rotherham, one draw. Yeah, yeah and that's the cat. And you know, you you are currently nine points, like you say, off Huddersfield. Mm. And you know, if you don't start getting points on, that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger that gap. Yeah. And then you can then you're going to start looking at well, how many games we've got left? Uh... Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. Chris, can you can you just put the Samaritans number up at the bottom, please? <laughs> Yeah, I can say you're just reeling off all these facts. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't funny, look the funny you Merry should Christmas mention film. that. There we go. Yeah, um, there we go. That is the actual number, by the yeah. way, just in case anybody does need it. Yeah, no. Um... I, just being, I mean, we had this last season, didn't it? As you get as you get further into the season, and it, you know, you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be difficult," and we're you know we're not looking at mid table here; we are just looking at survival. I mm. certainly was last season, and like I say, this is why we can sympathise and empathise in the crate because this is how we were last season. Towards the yeah. end, it was like. How many games have we got left? Who have we got? Who are we playing? How many points can we get from these games? I can't. I think it was every other week I was doing a prediction league, like how many points we can get from the last games. Yeah. I think Brad had got mm -hmm. us qualifying for the Europa League. <laughs> the way he was going, it's um, interesting looking at that. I can't remember if Swansea have, but everyone else has changed their manager. Swansea are in transition; they've still not got one, which is a right. which is a positive thing for us because yeah. Mm, Everyone else, you know, already, you know, only just halfway through the season, everyone else has changed. Mm, yeah, yeah, including Birmingham. How well, how was it going for Birmingham? They were, they were better off under the old manager. I think yeah, they'll yeah. be all right, though. I think they'll be all right. I think the signs that he's he's got them playing more the way he wants to, whether it's long term and it's it's not necessarily going to get them into the promotion places, but. I, I think they'll have enough and you would expect them to reinvest mm. in the January window, I think, with the investment that they've got. Yeah. Mm. Um, Anthony's in. Uh, say a big, big up to Anthony. Uh, he was our... Uh, he, he won the uh, Christmas trophy, quiz trophy again yesterday. So um, I'm sure he's, no. he's not coming to gloat at all um, <laughs> much. Um, uh Apparently, and I don't want to go into too much detail because this is the preview show, so we're not really going into too much detail. But in Acho, apparently the rumours are now it could be Villa that's interested in him. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, at the moment, to be honest with you, the way the way I'm uh, thinking of it, very very quickly, Craig. Um, if he goes and Nacho stay, uh, sorry, if he goes and Daka stays at the moment on current form, <laughs> I wouldn't moan. No, I think so. I mean, you're going to lose him for pretty much a, a big chunk of January anyway with the mm. African uh, Cup of Nations as we're going to lose Dakar, as we're going to lose Fatawu as well. So um, yeah. that's a bit, little bit and of a indeed concern. Indeed. And indeed, yeah. So, you and know, we Suta. got... Mm. Suta. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I like that look yeah. on your face. He's Australian. He isn't going to play in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't suddenly said he, you know, he's got a grandmother who's Ghanaian. But mm. he uh, apparently the the uh, Asia Cup or something he's played at the same time. So, okay. Uh, um, look, so yeah, we are going to lose players, and, and Ian Acho really 
I'm surprised the likes of Villa are going to come for him. Yeah. You know, um, but if it's a decent fee, you know, he's out of contract at the end of the season anyway. I would yeah. imagine that Enzo has already um, scouted yeah. replacements. Yeah. So I don't they think are it's talking behind the scenes. Look, we know that they did it with Chowdhury. And look, yeah. if, we, if we keep him till the end of the season, despite what I said about Tielemans last year, but if we keep him till the end of the season and let him go, but we get promoted, the money we get from the promotion is going to be a lot more than the money we get from selling one player. Well, look, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it better for Tom because you made me feel really bad now about this. So I'm going to make it feel better. Let's show him the top of the table. There we go. Oh, you left the points on this time, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. And it happened. I, that was that was a Freudian slip, and I, I promise you, I didn't do it, Tom. Maybe I was just just being kind to you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Thank but, God you didn't. <laughs> when you look at that, I mean, I said to you, I mean, look. You remember the first game, and it wasn't it wasn't a whitewash. You know, it was it was it wasn't the easiest of games. We struggled against Sheffield Wednesday when we were top and they were bottom. You must take some hope that football isn't played on paper, mm. and yeah. you know anything can happen. Um, yeah. you, you've got to take some hope from that, haven't you? Yeah, of course. Um, and and like you were saying. You, you guys really struggle with balls into the box. I know Vestergaard's a big man, um, but Valt, Valt Fass doesn't seem as much as a, a an aerial threat. And I think I think that's just I think that's the way that Richardson wants to play is is uh, get the ball wide, get the ball in the box early, cause issues. Um, defenders never like defending their own six yard box. It's just a, a fact across all all of the EFL. Mm. So. I think I think that's the way that we're going to do it. We we tend to do well as well against possession based teams. I don't want to talk too much, and then we get an absolute hammering on Saturday. But but yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's a game which which will be maybe not entertaining to watch, but interesting to watch. I'm I'm interested mm. to see how we set up, and I'm interested to see how you guys set up as well. Well, because... I was going to ask you that actually. How do you think you will set up? And I guess it's it's a little bit more difficult for you with the new manager who's only had one game. Mm. Yeah, so we started the last game with a back five, mainly due to injuries. Um, we've been really struggling at, um, at centre-half this season. So um, we started with a back five, which I can see him doing again. Uh, we play with full-backs at, at wing-back, which I know sounds so normal, but these guys are full-backs. They are not, you know, attacking wing-backs. So trying to get the ball to them early. Um, we'll, tr we'll try and uh, get the ball up quick as well. Um we have two. We have a quick, uh, quick and quick and tall strikers. You would say, you know, they're gonna they're gonna harass you. They're gonna um, they're gonna put you under pressure. But we're also not gonna come out and expose ourselves to a counter. Um, it's gonna be very much. Uh, we kind of sit and wait for an opportunity to press. If it doesn't come, then we're happy to let you 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 come at us and and sustain the pressure. Um, yeah, it, it should be interesting. It, in a game against Plymouth, we had a man sent off, uh, which never helps. I don't know if you guys have seen the red card, but it's very clear that Daniel Ayala did not want to play on Boxing Day. Uh, <laughs> he, got, he very much got himself sent off that game, which you know is, is pathetic from a professional point of view. Um, so he's left us without a centre half at the at this weekend, which is going to suit you guys a lot more. Um, good news. Good news. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can see us playing a back five. Is basically all that uh, five three two, I believe it is. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. try and get the ball up early and, and try and cause you issues. Craig, how will that play out for us? I don't know. It, it, it depends. I mean, what we've played against recently is teams who were who wanted to press us, you know, wanted to press us in our own half, um, which does cause its problems, you know, because we, we are adamant that we're going to play out. So, you know, we, we can be a little bit sloppy. So, uh, for a team to not want to press and probably to sit in is going to probably be a bit of a war of attrition if you can just block spaces, you know. We're mm. going to see a lot of, you know, passing backwards and forwards and, and try and draw you out some way. But So, it could be, you know, it could be a bit of a slog, to be honest, if uh, if that's yeah. the way that, that you, you set up and you're, you're happy for us to have the ball rather than press high. We yeah. have struggled, haven't we, to to break teams down when they played like that, Craig? Yeah, I don't think it's you know I think Man City struggled to break teams down. To be honest, you've seen a lot of games recently. They they haven't been able to get a win in six. I think Man City because people are, are working out what they want to do, and you just sit mm -hmm. in 
and then wait wait and try and play on the break. So you know you can't blame people for doing it. I know a lot of managers sort of moan that that teams don't come out and you know and play free flowing football and and play into their hands. But you have to you have to one understand who you're playing against and then play to the strengths of the players that you've got. And you've got to be careful as well. I don't want to sort of <laughs> make things any worse. <laughs> Greg now, he's, he's really got me worried. But, you know, we scored, uh, was it our, our third goal? Uh, was it our second goal? Uh, I can't remember. Um, from an attack from Birmingham that hit mm. the hit our post. Uh, two balls the late. First goal. Suddenly, yeah. First, yeah. The third goal, yeah. yeah. Um, suddenly, Kieran Dewsbury Hall discovers he's in a Mo Farah. And I don't know where he got that speed from, but... He had two defenders that he just left. Um, mm. But we have seen teams that have come to the King Power and have sort of defended. Um, and we are patient. We've got more goals in the last 15 minutes, which is completely different to what it was the last couple of seasons, which was the other way around. But we scored more goals in the last 15 minutes than any other team. So we're prepared for you to, to sort of couple down, if you like, and we will just wait for, for that opportunity to come along. Um mm. And yeah, uh, but again, just sticking with you for that, Craig. Big game this weekend, um, apart from Leicester Rotherham, is Ipswich Leeds. And yeah, uh, just to say to everybody that we will be doing a watch along for the Leicester Rotherham game, but it will be as part of a double headed watch along. I will also be doing the watch along for Leeds hosting Ipswich. Um, I guess which way would you want that to go? A draw would that be best for us, or Ipswich winning and putting more points? between us two and Leeds? To be honest, you know, I'd be quite happy for Ipswich to win. You know, it's Mm. great to win the the title at the end of it. But what you're looking for is to get promoted. So the bigger that gap, the first uh, between third, the better, to be honest. Um, Mm. So I think the worst worst case scenario is a is a is a Leeds win. But um, yeah, but no, it doesn't bother me if Ipswich win it. No. Come to that lovely point that I, I, I guess Tom's been dreading, uh, but we're going to we're going to do it anyway. Um, and uh, Matt from, uh, from 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 your from the Rotherham podcast yesterday went for a Leicester win. Uh, are you going to back your own team here, Tom? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. That's what we want to see. Look, yeah, look, my my heart says we're going to sneak a one nil. My head says it's going to be two three nil to you guys. I we we I, I think more than anything, I think we are so poor on the road. It's going to be difficult to see anything. But I mean, we've not won in over a year away from home. It's going to be tough to see a win, our first win away from home, come against you guys, potentially Premier League opposition um, away from home. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look great, top of the league, but you know that's football. It would be so ironic if our first win in over a year came against top of the league. And that is Leicester. <laughs> we hosted Everton, and they hadn't they'd won one game away all season, and they came to to to, to us and and beat us, didn't they, Craig? Yeah, we're um, nothing if not generous hosts. No, no, we we like to be generous to people, don't mm. we? We like to make things well. You know, winning winning four, five, six nil, it's boring, isn't it? We it's like not for everyone. No, no, it isn't. It isn't. No. Uh, that said, everybody keeps saying that one game is going to be a hammering. We're going to hammer somebody. We're really going to, to turn the screw. Everybody was sort of probably hinting that that was going to be Sheffield Wednesday. But again, that proverbial banana skin, knowing what Leicester's like, and you know that side was proved right. Uh, I suppose the nearest thing we've come to that, I thought, because I was at the game, so I could see it better, was the Southampton away, possibly the Plymouth game. Um, how do you see this one going score-wise, Greg? Um, Remember well, I, that you're I, below I, me in the prediction league at the moment. Yeah, and I, I know Tom's got to uh, got to head off, so um, yeah. uh, I'm glad that he's still around for for me to to say this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're going to score, so you Ooh. know, take that. Yeah, take okay. that. I think so. I'm going to go for a three-one though, but I just yeah. think we are a little bit vulnerable to balls in the air at the moment, and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if that. Uh, if we come a cropper again, but I, you know, I'd be disappointed if we if we if we didn't run out, you know, fairly. I've got to say, the bad news is that I totally agree with Craig. I've gone three no one as well. So there we go, Tom. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you got to go. Um, yeah. Very very quickly, just give your podcast a shout out again. 
Yeah, so we're going to be live in about two minutes. Um, yeah. New York Talk, uh, we talk all things Rotherham United. Uh, Mick and Matt, they uh, they mainly host it. Um, there's a couple of guests that come on. We interview players. We interviewed the manager before he left. Um, yeah, anything right. related. Um, if you want to watch our preview, um, then I'm sure you'll find it on YouTube after this. Yeah, anything, anything Rotherham United, if you ever want to go and watch New York Talk. Apart from Saturday... I quite like Rotherham. <laughs> Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Cheers, guys. Likewise. Take right, care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oops, easy. He went at the same time as I was uh, taking him out. Um, taking him out sounds like a contract killer, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, man. Yeah. You know. But we can't, we can't take these games lightly, can we, Craig? No, not at all. You know, it, it, we've seen enough, you know, freak results, you know, in whatever division we're in, you, you know. Yeah. Freak results do happen, and uh, and and sometimes these little one nils do happen. So we've got to be on it from the from the off, I think, yeah, and impose yeah. ourselves on the game, and hopefully have a quick start and uh, and and at least get that first goal. Hi, Fields. Hello. How are you doing? Um, obviously, the the witness protection scheme has ended because you've come in as yourself and you're in Torquay. If you give a wave to uh, to Brad because he's down that way as well, um, have a good one, mate. Uh, very very quickly, and then uh, we'll, we'll round this off. Uh, foot in both camps. It wasn't mm. the easiest thing to find out, but I did manage to find one. Um, Mr. Mattock, your members of Mr. Uh, old Joe Joe Twatter. I mean Mattock. Yeah, yeah. that's him. He, um, twat. he did twat somebody, didn't he? I believe. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He wasn't the brightest of lads, was it? I mean, he's no. disappointed because he, he did look like a promising yeah. youngster. Yes, you know, did. when he first got in the team, was very aggressive uh, as as he took into town one night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know that move. You know, he made the move thinking it was. It was. He's not the. He's not the. He wasn't the first. He probably won't be the last who thinks the uh, the grass is greener somewhere else. Um, and I don't think his career has gone in the. Upwardly tra uh, upward trajectory that he hoped for, sadly. No, um, no. I mean, but yeah, he, he, he was a he was a he was a silly lad when he left us. Yeah. And looking, uh, looking post us, he went to West Bromwich Albion, mm -hmm. where he played twenty nine games. Uh, whilst there, he went on loan to Sheffield United, Portsmouth, and Brighton, and this was before the glory days. Um, then he went to Wednesday. Then he had two hundred games, in fairness, for Rotherham. Um, mm -hmm. And then he went to Harrogate Town, and mm. at the moment he's on loan at Hartlepool United. Living so, the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. Uh, Melina, good evening. How are you? Nice to see you. Thank you very much for popping in. Um, hope you are well over there in um, in Canada. Canada. Uh, stay you. safe, Melina, and have a good Christmas. Uh, Craig, thank you very, very much. Now, there's going to be no um, preview show next week. Because yeah, no it worries. is Christmas. Oh, yes. You yeah. may have noticed the shops may just have started to put a few Christmas things up. But um, but so we've got the prediction show tomorrow. Um, and what we're doing with the prediction show now, I'll, I'll give everybody a quick shout out while, while we're in, is we're only going to be doing one week at a time. So when it is a, uh, a double header, as it is this week, because obviously we've got Boxing Day as well, um, then uh, we're not only going to do the one show because when you're doing two games at a time, you, it's purely sort of you know, wetting your fingers, sticking it in the yeah. wind to see which way it's blowing. So just put them in the prediction league if you're in that as well. Um, so we've got that tomorrow night at seven. We've got match day live, like I say, from 12 because we are going to be covering um both uh, both games. So it's going to be, I think, because obviously it will have an impact on us, the Ipswich yeah. League's game, won't it? Um, yeah, will and be. then. Talking of Ipswich, very, very quickly, Boxing Day. Wow. Mm. Um, <laughs> late kickoff. I'll probably be doing a watch along for that one because it is such a big game. No disrespect to Rotherham, but if it was Rotherham and Boxing Day, I probably wouldn't be. Um, I'm not going to say it's a title decider, but I think Ipswich and ourselves, would we settle for a draw? Um, well, actually, probably. that for a long time. Yeah, but, but probably. I think... Uh... I think a draw is kind of no real damage done. You know, other teams are going to drop points. I was looking, when you put the table up, you know, at the start of the season, we all wanted promotion. Our minimum was playoffs. Yeah. 
you know, we're 22 points clear of seventh. Mm. You know, and I think we, we look at that third and say that's the gap for automatic. But if you go back to what our expectations were, our hopes were at the start of the season, we're 22 points clear of mm. the playoffs. So anything now, sadly, is going to be a disappointment because, you know, we, we should be able to coast through the rest of the season and still be in the playoffs. I was but actually reading a bit in on, on Leicestershire Live, uh, and I have a feeling mm. that they're only going to let you actually share so many posts before you have to be signed up for it or something. So, right. that, that, yeah, that could be ending soon, exactly. But they say six more wins and we could be um, we could be home. I mean, that's maybe <laughs> taking it a little bit too yeah. far. But I actually, because I, I, I was writing my bit for the, for the BBC, and I was basically saying... Last two games, three one up. We've looked comfy, and we've mm. made it difficult for ourselves at yeah. the end. And, and the guy at the BBC was sort of saying, like, because we sort of have a little bit of a mm. two way email before it yeah. goes live, and he's sort of saying, like, how can you complain? And I went, exactly. Yeah. I said, you know, this time last year, that yeah. would have, that problem would have been you know a first world problem, you know. Yeah. And yet this season, that and that as we got to the point where that is annoying and. Anything that isn't top two now, and it will be disappointing. Yeah, I mean, two things: we're 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 British and Leicester City fans. We have to find something to complain about. You know, <laughs> that, that is the law. So very um, true. Very true. Yeah, but you're right; it, it is at that point now. You know, if that were, if that lead, that gap was starting to be eroded, then uh, I think we'd all start getting a little bit nervous. I remember when we played Leeds. If we could have beaten them, I think we would have gone 17 points clear. Um, we didn't, and I think it went down to nine or eight. But, you know, we're yeah. back at sort of 13 or so now. So, you know, we, we've... Uh, you know, the, the thing is, in the past, you would have thought think that we wouldn't have been hanging on to those leads, and we have hung on to the leads, even, uh, even though we've made it more difficult for ourselves. But we do always look like we've got goals in us, so... Uh, Hopefully, we just continue this uh, this trend in the second half of the season with maybe one or two more players coming in in January. So that's that's another show for another time. I think we do need that uh, improvement because I think if we yeah. play as we did at times against Birmingham, one of the teams against some of the Premier League teams, we will get smashed ourselves, and that's the yeah. worrying thing. Craig, thank you so very much for everything you've done for us this year. Uh, you're very really welcome. Do mate. Appreciate it. And thank you for always coming on and occasionally very last minute and digging me out of the poo-poo. And uh, have an absolutely fantastic Christmas to you and your family. Thanks, uh, don't mate. do anything I would enjoy, but do have a... I'm sure you will be having a little bit of the old, uh, the old Advocar warnings. <laughs> I may have... I may dig out the old snowball glass. Yeah. Hey, do what I was watching yesterday. Do you remember Baby Sham? Oh, I do. I do <laughs> indeed. The one yeah. of them was on a show that was remembering the 70s and 80s. So there we go. What does that say about us? But all the best to you and your family, mate. Have a good Christmas and uh, come on, you foxes. Yeah, you too, mate. Have a great Christmas Uh, again, you and your family and anyone else who's watching. Hopefully you have a a really happy Christmas and uh, plenty of Leicester City points to to raise a glass to. Let's go fill our stockings and empty our sacks, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, all the best, mate. Thank you. Thanks to Craig there And thanks to Craig for everything he's done for us this season He really, really is uh, our wise old fox Uh, And thank you, Nate, for that uh, Saying another good show Uh, And thanks to Tom Uh, His link for his uh, podcast is in the description below So do please go and check him out Uh, We will be back tomorrow Like I say, 7 o'clock Hopefully, Brad, if you can get a signal uh, Down there in, uh, in Cornwall and uh, St. Ives, and also with um, with Ant from, uh, uh, yeah, all the best, mate, all the best, uh, Craig, um, with Ant from uh, Leicester, Ant's Leicester fan channel. Um, and uh, can I just say, by the way, Craig, who was above me in the Prediction League, what can I say? He was coming for me, and he's back down <laughs> now. <laughs> yes, you may well hang your head in shame, young Mr. Bird. I'll tell you, um, I've, I've just been doing the table for this week. That's all I'll say. <laughs> On that note, everybody, Merry Christmas. Take care uh, if you're not going to be in tomorrow, and we will see you, uh, see you tomorrow at 7. Bye-bye now. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening if you've been tuning in via the podcast. <laughs> Thank you.
For watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans